Hello, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. Thanks so much for joining us on this fine June day. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, and I'm joined every week, of course, by my fabulous co-host, the founder and president of Rocket Sports Media, as well as our editor-in-chief, and that would be the one and only Mr. Rick Stevens. How are you today? Mm, I'm kind of ornery today. You're ornery today. Maybe that's the best word. I like ornery. Really? <laughs> um, and well, just uh, one, I don't know, one thing after another. The, the um, You know, the, the whole Eric Carlson excitement coming to Montreal, coming to Ottawa, coming to Montreal. Mm. Uh, the mm-hmm. people have lost their ever-loving minds. Including um, uh, my dear friend Joseph Whalen, uh, who were, <laughs> I, I, I think, well, Joe's listening, I'm sure, but we're going to lock horns about this very issue uh, yes. on, uh, on Saturday uh, for the Canadians Connection podcast. There's, there's, a, there's a little teaser uh, that it should be one of the more ready. feisty episodes, I think. Getting my popcorn ready for that one. Yeah. Yeah, and, I um, mean, there's just one, the weather. I mean, people celebrating that yesterday, well, um, didn't celebrate because Montreal was scheduled to set a 122-year-old weather record for cold on June 3rd and just kind okay. of missed it by a hair. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's no secret it's been. it's been a cold, right across, I think right across Canada, it's been a cold spring and summer isn't off to a you know much of a start either um it's been the coldest spring on record um in montreal yesterday the high temperature um they set a record or or came close to setting a record um that goes back to 1872 which is when they they started um recording temperatures um and then June 4th today they set another record they they've been collecting wind chills since um you know sometime in the 50s and this is uh today was Montreal's wind chilliest June 4th really yeah well yes i'm off on a tangent about about, about bad weather so it's been nice and sunny here. Uh, now, sure. Grant, we've had tornado warnings a couple of times. Um, we've had a lot of thunderstorms and rain, but um, it's uh, pretty sunny and like mid-70s. Delightful. Yeah. Well, with the F1 weekend uh, coming up in Montreal, there, there, you know, there's always the, the, uh, concern about about overheating both the fans and on the track and cars and I I don't think they have any worries about that <laughs> this, this weekend. That'll be all. 35 on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a bone to pick with you too. Just continuing the orneriness. What? what did I do? Well, apparently oh, you started something. Well, oh, well, are you okay? 
Are you going to tease something that we're going to talk about in the first segment? Are we talking about National Veggie Burger Day in the first segment? No, we're not. We're not? That's just not, that doesn't even get acknowledged as a national day. It's National Veggie Burger Day. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm told that it was registered because you, you have to register these national days. You just can't, just can't oh, name you just can't. Nilly, you know. Because <laughs> uh, that seems to be what they actually do, but okay. But it was registered a few years back by a website, um, Amy's Kitchen. Amy's.com. www.amys.com. Amy's Kitchen. Ain't me. Not me. Registered National Veggie Burger. Not me. Hmm. Not me. All right. On a more serious note. Yeah. um, This week. Yeah. On Thursday, um, everyone should recognize the 75th anniversary of D-Day. Absolutely. Most yeah. Impactful. Uh, battles of um, you know the Western world. Uh, D-Day, June 6, For 1944. Sure. Uh, Allied forces landing in France, and um, the battle that 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 turned World War II. So, a 75th anniversary, um, and um, there's been a few celebrations um, uh, recognizing the uh, or or memorializing the uh, the event, and uh, with a couple of of um, veterans still around. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, if you see any of those programs or, or memorials. Um, and as you know, Rocket Sports, we have, we have three active service military folks. Um, we do. In, uh, as, as our contributors. And so it's uh, these kind of events we take uh, pretty seriously. We do. And, and both of my grandfathers uh, served in active duty in World War II. Uh, one as uh, a bomber pilot and the other one as a tank driver. Uh, So yes, uh, D-Day is a very important day for my family as well. So absolutely want to be sure to. Do you drive a tank? Yes, you drive a tank. Or do you pilot a tank or, you know, it just seems. You drive it. Okay. (laughs) just my orneriness. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> well, before we dive right in, because um, I'm not even going to give everyone a preview of what we've got today. We've got a lot of hockey to talk about today, uh, so we're going to get right to it. But before that, you did mention National Veggie Burger Day, which isn't actually a day because gross. Um, I've and, and that's not to say that I'm just turning up my nose at veggie burgers. I haven't yet to taste a veggie burger that is actually tasty. The impossible burger allegedly doesn't even taste like veginess, but no. However, we did talk about burgers last week on this show. And as promised, there was a poll. Oh, there was a poll. There was a poll about your favorite burger chain. And the options were Shake Shack, Five Guys, in and out and steak and shake and uh hands down five guys ran away with this one 
Oh yeah. Which I, yeah, I do have to agree. Uh, In fact, uh, Simon Servant said uh, shake shack. Thanks to a trip to city field. And now I'm searching for it everywhere I go on the U S one that wasn't on here that I have heard good things about uh, our very own Blaine Potvan uh, mentioned that Whataburger is the greasy spoon that he likes when he comes to the U S um, Notice that chain when um, the the NHL entry draft was in Dallas uh, uh-huh. last year, and uh, in and around Dallas, Whataburger is is uh, apparently a popular chain. Very popular. Um, uh, one of our former colleagues, Les Scooter, uh, Les Scooter, uh, said that out of that list, he's only had five guys, but he says, "Damn, it's good." <laughs> And if any yep. of the others are better, he'd be pleasantly surprised. Um, also had somebody mention BurgerFi. Um, and I've not tried BurgerFi, but have heard of it occasionally. So um, it was a very popular uh, poll. Five, uh, five guys came in first place with 54%, followed by Shake Shack at 24%, in and out at 16%, and Steak and Shake just 6%. So uh, it was a great poll. Five guys, well, as as I said last week, I think I said last week, five guys, certainly my choice. Um, and the only one that's come anywhere close, um, and they're a chain in the GTA, um, is Burger's Priest. Uh, if you're in the GTA mm. for Burger's mm. Priest, they're excellent. We like that. So as we get started, um, maybe I have some news that might, curb your arneriness a little bit. <laughs> You're sending a burger uh, north? I would love, I, I'm sorry, if I had a burger right now, I'd be putting it into my mouth because I'm starving. But um, no, uh, that a, a source familiar with the situation has confirmed to The Athletic that uh, Zdeno Chara has a broken jaw. Okay, <laughs> so he's not going to be eating any burgers anytime soon. So I thought that, you know, I thought that being a Habs fan and Bruins hater, that might improve your mood and make you less angry. Well, we're not supposed to celebrate injuries here, but. Well, we're not, but it means that he won't be in the rest of the playoffs, probably, I would imagine. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm just kind of ignoring the Stanley Cup (laughs) finals. I could not care less about this Stanley Cup final. I'm sorry, hockey people. I know it's my job. I'm supposed to care. Um, but thankfully, this isn't an NHL-related podcast. Uh, so I'm just – I just don't care. I just don't care. I just don't care about the Stanley Cup final. I just don't. I just don't. But what we I do some care about – NHL-related news. We do. We do. So, well, let's first start with uh, the Laval Rocket because they've just been racking up some tremendous signings from the Canadians. And uh, there's been another one that's happened since the last time we all met. Uh, And that would be that one 25-year-old defenseman who um, played with the Rocket last season, has been signed to a one-year two-way contract with the Rocket. 
And I know you're all clamoring to know that Ryan Culkin will be on the roster. I uh, suited up for all of 10 games last season, spent a lot of time in the press box, had one goal and eight penalty minutes. That's, that's the extent of his stats. I uh, spent most of his time uh, in ECHL with the, with the, uh, the main Mariners. Who else? And, yeah. And uh, he's also he's played occasionally for the Adirondack Flames and the Stockton Heat. Um, in 93 AHL games, career, career long, 93 AHL games, he's had three goals and 18 assists. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to put lipstick on this one. This is a stupid signing. Like they didn't want to play him very much last year when he was just a call up from Maine. I don't know what, I have zero clue as to what warrants an AHL contract, a two week. I, I have a, I mean, he'll spend most of the time in, in Maine, Maybe. I just, well, we hope. <laughs> we hope. Um, and Ryan Culkin is not that impressive on the ice. I'm, I'm sorry if you're a fan of Ryan Culkin, but um, we like His to be realistic listening here. Right now, I hope you feel yeah. bad. Well, to the Culkin family, I apologize. Your son needs to work on some skating um, and some puck handling. Um, and. Yeah, I'm just we we are an outlet that tries to be realistic and not try at, we're not going to put the optimistic shine on everything uh because you know, we're trying not to because we're just trying to be positive. We'll be positive when it warrants being positive, but Ryan Culkin I am not jumping up and down about that one. It's um it's it's a it's a really odd move, and again, um, you know the general feeling is well, what's the harm? Well, the harm is that you continue to put obstacles in the way of legitimate prospects, and mm-hmm. you know uh, while Canadians fans uh, are excited about the influx of of talent and prospects uh, to the Laval Rocket, those prospects aren't going to aren't going to get the ice time and um, varied uh, opportunities that they deserve if there's other people in the way Um, right and uh, Ryan Culkin's only um, you know Joel Bouchard uh, complained rather disingenuously um, last season about how young his roster was uh, yeah. even though it was the roster that he chose. So right. Ryan Culkin's, um, I, I think the two cards in his resume are, you know, he's 25 years old. He's not, he's not Ooh. 20. So he has some, uh, he can, he can bump up that, uh, that age average. Um, and he's from Montreal. He's from Pierrefonds. So oh. um, you have the local factor going there. Um but you know, it's curious then that that the Canadians um, there was two defensemen uh, prospects that that they had drafted uh, that 
they passed on. Uh, and that is, uh, as of, there was a deadline as of uh, June 1st uh, that they had to sign to entry-level deals, uh, both Jarrett Tishka, um, a um, defenseman from, uh, a left defenseman from the Seattle Thunderbirds, um, and Scott Walford, um, a 20-year-old defenseman from the Victoria Royals. Uh, they didn't sign um, either one of them by the, uh, the June 1st deadline, that being two years after they had been drafted. Uh, so the Canadians lost the rights to those uh, two defensemen, um, and they'll go back into the draft. Um, I, I think uh, of the two, Scott Walford is the more surprising one. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, a solid player. I spoke about him on the Canadians Connection this past weekend. Um, he he's, can deliver punishing hits. He can clear the front of the net. He's a good skater. He's agile. You know, a good first pass. Um, he's a good player. Um, and certainly, um, I would I would say, uh, you know, uh, w- there's some potential there. Um, unexplored potential uh, that given an opportunity uh, he's going to be a better defenseman for you than, than Ryan Culkin. Now the other advantage that Ryan Culkin has is that his AHL contract or his two way contract doesn't count against the 50 contracts that the Canadians, uh, the limit that they have. And, and I think they're at 39 or so now where signing a Scott Walford or a Jared Tishka would have counted. Um, but still, it, you know, particularly with the Canadians not having an ECHL affiliate where they can um, control these kind of signings, I, I, I just don't see the point of signing to a contract, uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Culkin, when they could have picked up a, an asset like that, if needed, um, throughout the season and signed them on, on um PTO, a PTO or multiple PTOs. And, and as you say, you know, get the opportunity to develop a prospect the way you want them to be developed, as opposed to calling up a guy like Ryan Culkin over and over and over and over again. And then he sits in the press box because he's, because you know, he's not going to contribute all that much when he's on the ice. It's a waste of space. And it's a waste of development opportunity. Um, I don't like it. Gee, which which one of us was ornery when this show began? <laughs> well, now I'm getting ornery. Now I'm just getting irritated. Because, like, let's just—I mean, we all know the flaws that were there in the roster last season and, and everything that I've seen so far from Bergevin and Bouchard in the off season does not give me confidence that things are going to be any different next season. Um, and that's, while it's not surprising, unfortunately it is disappointing. And, um, you know, who knows the next month before free agency and, and the draft and whatnot, We'll see what what happens. Um, I do know that uh, another Eastern Conference team, the, the Philadelphia Flyers, which is this is what I thought you were going to tell me that you had a bone to pick with me about. I know mm. that they and new GM Chuck Fletcher are not sitting on their heels 
And as we've talked about with, with Toronto, they're not making fringe signings and they're not, no, they're not wasting time and they're not wasting space and they're not wasting cap and they're not wasting any of that. Instead, they're going out and making trades like acquiring Kevin Hayes from the Winnipeg Jets in exchange for a fifth round pick this year. And uh, I'm kind of liking that kind of out of the box thinking from Mr. Chuck Fletcher. It's um, I I think it's a it's it's a, a win for the Flyers. It's a win for the Winnipeg Jets. It's a it's a win for Kevin Hayes. Um, and and you know with Kevin Hayes, 27 years old, being a an unrestricted free agent, um, he's still in the driver's seat as far as mm-hmm. what he wants to do, um the 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 jets uh it was pretty clear that they weren't going to be that the kevin hayes wasn't in their plans going forward uh that they don't have the cap room um to be signing a kevin hayes kevin hayes made 5.2 million i think in his last deal he'll be close to 6 million and um with the jets with all the other um players they have to sign they just don't have the cap room for a kevin hayes and and to be honest, um, you know, Kevin Hayes probably performed a little less than it wasn't a great fit for the Jets. Um, um, you know, he, in, in 20 games with the Jets, he had 13 points, uh, three points in six playoff games. Um, but he was brought in to make an impact, to be a second line center. And he he kind of got bumped down the. Uh, the lineup and, you know, was, was just averaging about 12 minutes a, a, a game in the playoffs. Um, so, um, and, and the Jets gave up a ton for him. They gave up a first rounder and, and um, Brendan Lemieux for, to the Rangers. Um, so now, you know, Chuck Fletcher sees this. Um, Kevin Hayes already has an established uh, relationship with Elaine Vigneault, the, the, the new head coach of, of the Flyers from their days with the Rangers. Um, the Flyers have 10 uh, draft picks, or at least they did going into the trade. Yeah. And so yeah. A, a fifth round pick. Um, That's um, nothing for them. And, and, and Chuck Fletcher has bought himself uh, three weeks of exclusive negotiating rights with, with Kevin Hayes. He can sit down now for the next three weeks and he's the only one who gets to, to talk to him. And after the, you know, the uh, June 23rd, the, the, whatever they call it, the interview period, then, then other teams can inquire, but, but it's, it's the flyers who get to um, uh, negotiate with, with this player. And for the flyers, um, you know, it's, it's pretty clear that, that, Nolan Patrick, I, I, I like Nolan Patrick and I've said it before, mm-hmm. uh, had a great rookie season, had a, um, I guess you'd call it a sophomore slump last year, um, that the Flyers kind of see him, you know, he was in the second, second line center slot and would probably want to slide him to the third line center. Um, mm-hmm. and so if you can get, uh, if you can f- fill that, that need at second line center. Um, and there's not a lot 
in the unrestricted free agent market. Brock Nelson would have been one. I, I liked him for the Canadians, but he would have been he would have been great uh, for the uh, the Flyers as as well. He resigned with the Islanders. So Kevin Hayes is um, you know he's that big body, uh, good five on five player. Um, he's the one that can can slot in there. So you understand you know why they they went out and and did that kind of a you know a creative kind of move and and the. Uh, Chuck Fletcher's wanting to put his imprint on the team. He wants to fill that second line center spot. He wants to get a backup goaltender. Um, Comcast has said they want to, you know, uh, they're impatient. <laughs> they they, they well, yeah. didn't like the patience of Hextall and, and uh, uh, Dave Scott wants to spin to the, sca- the cap. So um, I, I think, I think you'll, you'll see Chuck Fletcher making some bold moves and, and um, here was one right out of the gate. Well, I, I think that you are, are right on the money there. Now, let me ask you a question uh, kind of in relation to, to the next point that I want to make about Chuck Fletcher uh, and, and this off season has, has Mark Bergevin come out and laid out really kind of his uh his goals for this off season and and any kind of solid plan of of here are the holes that we need to fill and here are the here's the the here's what I'm going to do uh particularly around the draft and the off season to to get those things done has he has he laid out a solid plan for fans I think he's he laid out a plan that uh he wants to make the playoffs uh next year but that GMing is really really hard. Okay. Well, while at the uh NHL scouting combine this week, Chuck Fletcher sat down with nhl.com to do uh to do an interview about the off season and there's a couple of things uh our friend Adam Kimmelman uh was the one who who wrote this article um and you can find it on the Flyers website if you want to read it in its entirety. But I have to say, starting with this, this trade for Kevin Hayes, uh, going past that, I'm really optimistic about the kinds of moves that Chuck Fletcher is planning to make this summer. He says, uh, quote, I think we're going to be very aggressive in the trade and free agent markets in the sense of looking into every possible situation that can help us. Um, he, he, when asked, where are the holes on the roster? He says, you know, some, some people would, you know, you, you, you mentioned that, that second line center, you know, some people would, would pinpoint certain areas. He says, we need help everywhere. We need help on defense. We need help at center. We need help on the wing. We need another goaltender at least, if not two, another goaltender or two. Um, <laughs> well, given the way the Flyers cycle through goalies, I mean, well, I know he says, quote, we'll be able to plug some of those holes, whether we're plugging them with players on six year deals or players on one year deals as placeholders to buy more time to find the right fit. We'll certainly have our roster upgraded next year. And hopefully we can find three or four players at 26 years old that we can plug in there for the next six to seven years, but I don't know if that's likely. Um, He says we may have to have some plan B options. We're aggressively looking at the trade market right now. 
Um, we're certainly going to speak to every agent for a lot of free agents and see if there's a fit, see if there's guys that want to come to Philly. Um, we've got assets, we've got cap space, and we'll make some good things happen. Um, and and I think, you know, he goes, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, lengthy interview I, I I encourage you to go read it because this is how a GM should speak to the media and this is how a GM should be able to identify exactly what he's going to do without necessarily tipping his hand but give the impression that he's got a very strategic surgical plan in mind um, you know he's he's he was asked, you know, if you've got plan B options, does that include, you know, guys like Ratcliffe, Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee? And he says, well, sure. Or, or some older guys, um, young players might be roster options. Um, he says that the odds are probably against them making the team coming out of camp, but he doesn't like to quote unquote cut people before training camp. Um, and, and then goes, goes into, you know, his, his free eight, his RFAs that are coming up in July. Um, and as far as the draft, they pick at number 11 in the first round. Um, he says he feels pretty strongly that the player available to, uh, to the flyers at 11, um, that he'll, they'll have that player ranked somewhere between five to eight. Uh, so, so that tells me that Chuck Fletcher thinks that there's going to be some some surprises in the in the top ten picks. Uh, I just I, I have to say I like how uh, you know Rick. We've talked before about how good Scott Gordon is at uh, well he was at the NH the NHL head coach for a little while this year, uh, but we've worked with him with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and and how he's able to spell things out. Uh, very exactly to the media and it seems like Chuck Fletcher is is kind of right there at the GM level Um, I'm liking what I'm hearing and and hopefully the good drafting can continue and and hey if 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 the Kevin Hayes deal is just the beginning of of the free agency and and trade deals he's looking at I'm excited to see what's going to happen this offseason well, and again, it's uh, it's quite a departure from the Hextall era. Uh, you can mm-hmm. see, you can see the way the lineup was going to be filled out according to the Hextall philosophy. You had uh, the top line um, down the middle. I'm talking about with Couturier, um, you know, Giroux and Voracek on the wings. I- unless you're you're willing to move, Fletcher was willing to move Giroux uh, to center, which I don't think he is. Um, then, then you'd have, you know, according to the Hextall model, you'd have uh, no, uh, Nolan Patrick um, in 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 the second slot. In the third line slot, you'd have um, Scott Lawton or Morgan F- Frost if he kind of uh, progresses quickly, or or uh, Vorobiev that we saw uh, last year in in um, in the preseason. Uh, you got Rupsov coming up. So you saw you saw the center uh, depth that the that the, the Flyers have, and be patient. Kind of like, um, you know, with the Canadians, you have you have uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi and and Ryan Paling, and and it's going to take time to for them to you know to 
to be able to um, uh, fill out to their potential and 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 take on that responsibility. The Flyers and and Fletcher seem to be saying, okay, we like our depth, but we see those as assets, and and we're not going to be as patient. So um, mm-hmm. we're going to bring in someone like. Um, Kevin Hayes and and um, you know uh, well Nolan Patrick you're 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 uh, welcome to to knock him off the the pedestal but um, you know until you show that that it was it was just a sophomore slump that you know you can handle that second role center we got somebody um, as he said uh, the 25 26 27 year olds that we're going to slot in there um, and not wait um, so it's 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 a very different kind of of uh, philosophy. It's not one that the Flyers uh, have had for the last few years. And mm-hmm. um, as I said, Comcast just seems to be getting impatient, and and uh, they want a team. They want a team now, and they want a um, a team that's going to compete, and they want an exciting team. And you and you can't blame them. No, you can't. Uh, and as long as that's all done properly and handled properly, I'm on board for that. Um, I was equally on board for Hextall's approach because undeniably uh, the, the farm and the, the depth charts for the flyers are as deep as they are because of Hextall's methodology, particularly in the draft. Um, and so they have very deep development in the organization right now. And hey, funny how that happens when you've got a lot of depth at a lot of different positions Hmm. suddenly you have trade chips. You have assets that you can use to help fill holes when you need them. That's something that I, I know you've been pounding, hitting yourself over the head about with the Montreal Canadiens. You know, they're just constantly giving away all of their prospects um, for nothing. Um, and look at the talent that, that the, the young talent that the Flyers have on the back end, and uh, when he talks about organizational assets, you got to think that that's that's one of the areas that he's referencing. Um, Provorov and, and Travis Sanheim, who you know I've been talking about for for years, is one of my favorites. Philippe Myers, who had um, his NHL debut. Sam Moran's coming. Um, uh, Hog um, and and Gostisbehere is probably thought of as mm-hmm. as as a trade chip and, and um, you know, the flyers with all that defensive depth are probably in the market for a, an experienced defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but again, they have the, uh, the assets from very good drafting that they can use to, uh, uh, to bring somebody in to, to help them win now. I am greatly looking forward to it to see what is going to happen. Uh, right now, though, I'd like you to look forward to this short break, just a couple of messages uh, to bring to you. And on the other side of this break, we're going to head into segment two, where we go around the AHL. And frankly, going around the AHL means we're going to talk about the Calder Cup final, which is currently uh, happening, and give you an update on that. Talk about a couple of key players making an impact uh, in that series. And uh, a little bit more about the AHL in segment two coming up right after this. So don't go anywhere. 
for all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at Rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to From the Press Box, right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Radio here at Rocket Sports Media. Again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And don't forget, uh, anytime through the week, if you have a question, a comment, or just some feedback in general, you want to talk hockey with, with any of us, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter. You can find us at the AHL Report on Twitter and uh, we're always happy to talk to fans and listeners and followers, so we want to hear from you. Uh, be sure to drop us a line at the AHL Report. Right now, Rick, uh, the Calder Cup final is uh, really alive and kicking. Uh, we, we thought, you know, the Chicago Wolves and the Charlotte Checkers, the Charlotte Checkers have been at the top of the league all season long, and the Chicago Wolves were the ones that you had pegged at the beginning of the season as one team to watch out for to win the Calder Cup. Uh, and so we had a feeling that, that this series was going to not be uh, a walk in the park for either team. And uh, they're certainly uh, hold, holding up to that reputation. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the first two games, uh, both in Charlotte, were were very good. Um, Chicago winning uh, the first game 4-3 um, to three in overtime uh, on Saturday. And then on Sunday, Charlotte ch- tied it up. Uh, they, they beat the Wolves. Um, five to three. So, um, and, and, you know, Charlotte's been very good at home. Um, Mm -hmm. That was only their second loss of the playoffs uh, when they lost to Chicago on, on Saturday night. Uh, But they've been no slouches on the the road either. So the next three games go um, uh, in Chicago, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. And, and uh, you know, it's a case of, of, being the two the two heavyweights, I guess you, you'd say. Yeah. Uh, Chicago was was a, a team that um, kind of uh, early early in the year they kind of, they were blowing everybody out. Uh, potent offense, and uh, we've seen that that kind of morph as it got to the towards the end of the season and into the playoffs where they've been uh, very good and and Chicago. Uh, shut down a, a very offensive team uh, in San Diego uh, and won um, on defense. Uh, Carolina or uh, Charlotte, uh, the Carolina affiliate, um, is just a really aggressive team, aggressive forecheck, pressure team. They pressure you all over the ice, try and force mistakes. And um, so it, two excellent teams and, and, uh, it's been a very good Calder Cup final so far. 
It really has been. And, you know, we've talked about the Dan Cars, the Alex Nedeljkovic, the the Podorowski's, the one I know that you like. But there are two familiar names, one from each team, that um, have made an impact so far in this series. Um, I'll start with the one on the Chicago Wolves side, uh, the overtime win for Chicago on Saturday. Uh, was scored, the, the goal that, that won the game in overtime for Chicago was scored by none other than Stéphane Mateau, former Montreal Canadiens uh, prospect, uh, St. John's Ice Cap player. Um, he had, it was his second goal of the night, uh, five and a half minutes passed in overtime, and uh, the Wolves were able to come back and, and win uh, in, uh, over Charlotte for the opening game of the Calder Cup Finals. So uh, Stefan Mateau still out there making some noise. Um, haven't, ha- haven't mentioned his name uh, recently, but he is on that Chicago Wolves team uh, with Dan Carr, with his former teammate Dan Carr. Uh, and this time it was Mateau's turn to uh, get some headline time. Um, another familiar name for Canadians fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Charlotte side of things, though, you had an interesting uh, – you mentioned something interesting to me about a different goaltender, not Nadelkovic, but another goaltender well, on, on the Charlotte roster. Yeah, and, and Alex Nadelkovic has been, uh, you know, the, the workhorse for Charlotte all season long, always up there in the, the top minute, minutes played for – uh, all goaltenders and has been excellent um, right throughout. Uh, and, and maybe um, with his heavy workload and the fact that, that uh, games one and two were played back to back and the fact that the first game went into overtime, uh, the decision was made to put Dustin Tokarski um, in on, um, on Sunday. Um, and Dustin Tokarski being, um, you know, formerly uh, from mm-hmm. the, the Montreal Canadiens organization. And it was uh, Tokarski that, that made 20 saves and, and um, won the game for uh, the Checkers. And um, since he's come over uh, to Charlotte, he hasn't lost. He's, he's won 11 games in 11 starts. Um, and uh, so, I mean, Dustin Tokarski is, is, he has the reputation of a big money goaltender, a big game goaltender. Um, right. When, and, and uh, his record, uh, maybe surprisingly to some, uh, is 5-0 and in Calder Cup final games. Um, wow. With the, with the win. So, um, yeah, the coaching staff obviously having confidence, and and uh, you might think it was a you know a risky move to go to your number two, um, already being down a game in the in the series, um, but Tokarski delivered, and uh, the series is now tied, uh, heading to Chicago. That's pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. So Matteo and Tokarski. Both making some news so far. Uh, the series is tied one and one to one now as they head to uh, Chicago, um, and that first game will be, as you said, tomorrow. It'll be Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. There is a suspension though. Uh, Chicago Wolves forward Curtis McKenzie 
will not play Wednesday night. Um, just says as a one game suspension as a consequence of his actions in game two. So must have been feeling ornery kind of like you were and uh, <laughs> got himself a suspension. So Chicago will be without uh, his assistance uh, on Wednesday night. And yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. It's uh, I think, I, I, I think this, this series could go to seven games uh, easily. Um, it will, it'll all determine, it'll all depend on what sh- uh, Charlotte can do on the road in Chicago there for three games. We will be sure to keep you posted. Uh, one thing, <laughs> one thing I do have to say, you know, it's, jump up and down, you know, they make the NHL makes the announcements. Hey, yay! the NHL network is carrying every game of the Calder cup final. Woo! And I was like, Hey, okay. That's exciting. That's exciting for fans. Uh, you know, get to tune in, um, you know, for those who, who don't want to, to pay the fee, uh, on AHL TV. Um, super exciting, right? Well, three of the seven games, <laughs> I found out the hard way because I didn't read the fine print on the graphic. Three of those seven games are aired on delay on the NHL network. In fact, game one on Saturday night, and I get it, the Stanley Cup finals going on at the same time. And while the NHL network doesn't have the rights to air the Stanley Cup final games, they do do all of the pregame um nonsense and hype and all that kind of stuff and interviews and and fan interviews and all those types of things um, on game days. And so Saturday night, there was a Stanley cup final game, but it was the first game for the Charlotte checkers and Chicago wolves series as well. And so, you know, turn on NHL network and it's just solid, nothing hours of uh, Bruins blues pregame stuff and I'm like what is going on like there's a game on right now and they didn't re they didn't actually air that game until the next day so while I commend the NHL network for saying hey yeah we'll 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 air every game of uh of of the Calder Cup final it's not helpful to watch a game a day later it's just not. And I can't imagine that's doing anything for their ratings. Um, and I understand the Stanley Cup finals going on at the same time, but either commit or don't or, or just say, okay, we're only going to air the games that are not on the same nights as a Stanley Cup final game because it's just, it's, it's pointless. Nobody's going to turn on the game and watch it the next day. They're not. And just another example of how the network that is supposed to be all about the NHL and hockey manages to, to not get it right. <laughs> I don't know. The, the NHL network is the worst. In fact, they're worse than worst. They mm-hmm. are irrelevant. Um, they are absolutely irrelevant. And they spend uh, half as much time airing movies as they do, you know, uh, legitimate content and, and uh, they should be all about hockey and they shouldn't be, um, you know, presenting games uh, on, on a delayed broadcast basis. And their, their 
crew of of so-called analysts are awful. Um, mm-hmm. Brian Lawton, uh, you know, one of the worst general managers, former general managers in NHL history. Um, and they seem to have a whole mess of them there. And it's just, it, it's, it's the, the league, you know, we, we, we talked about the, this is, this is about the AHL for the most part. And we've, we talked about the AHL broadcast and to their credit, the AHL has improved this, this season, uh, their broadcast, uh, the NHL, um, you know, the networks do a, do a fine job on both mm-hmm. sides of the border, but the, the NHL's own network is terrible and it's mm-hmm. in a desperate need of, of, uh, some attention. It really is. Um, it's not, you're not going to grow, the hockey market or, or the market for hockey in the U S with the current on air product that they have. And that's not just me being critical. For those of you who don't know, I used to be a television reporter and producer. So I'm going to just, you know, say that I get to, I get to make statements like they need a better on air product. Um, and I've got plenty of ideas if they want to hear them. <laughs> um, but they really do. They need to do better. Uh, they need to do a lot better. And so that was very, very disappointing. Uh, but hopefully we'll be able to catch um, some of the Calder Cup final on the NHL Network this week. Um, so I think we are actually going to take another quick break. I'm not going to mention, I'm going to I'm gonna help your orneriness again. And I'm not going to talk about uh, the Ephesius AHL graduate of the month for the month of um no they, they didn't award it this month no they, they just took a they month didn't off. they did yeah. and so we're not going to talk about it because uh, no. it's not important and instead we're going to go and take a quick break on the other side of it we're going to talk about the kelly cup final which is currently happening right now it is another really tight race um and with the kelly cup about to be awarded interesting intriguing story that uh i found this week that we're going to talk about and time is running out for you to get your entries in for our rocket sports media nhl draft ticket contest so we're going to recap what that is all about and how you could win a ticket to this year's nhl draft all of that and more on the other side of this break so don't go anywhere be sure to follow us on social media find us on twitter at the ahl report Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, 
Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. We're back on From the Press Box right here at the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And remember, hit us up on Twitter at the AHL Report if you've got something to say about hockey, no matter what league it is. We we cover them all here at Rocket Sports Media. Uh, or if you have a question or a comment, uh, let's just uh, let's hear about it. So hit us up at the AHL Report. Uh, Rick, right now the Kelly Cup final is happening. That's the ECHL championship. And I literally mean right now. The Newfoundland Growlers and the Toledo Walleye are uh, currently in the first intermission of game six in which Newfoundland Newfoundland has a one to nothing lead over the Walleye and a 3-2 to two lead over the Walleye in the series. Um, so it's a big game for the Growlers out there on the rock. It is. Uh, 7 p.m. Newfoundland start time means, as you said, they're already uh, underway. Um, the Newfoundland had won um, both games uh, in uh, two of the opening games uh, in overtime, both contests uh, in St. John's uh, to begin the series. They went for three games out to uh, Toledo and um, uh, Newfoundland won one of those games. So as you said, a three, two series uh, lead uh, Toledo kind of staved off. Um, they were down three, one in the series. They staved off elimination um, by with a three, two win uh, last game. Um, and um, uh, so it, it's, it's, it's just a, uh, uh, one of those really good news stories that uh, you're not hearing a whole lot about, but Newfoundland coming into the, the this there being the inaugural season um, mm-hmm. uh, in the ECHL and uh, having a great regular season and uh, have just been uh, dynamite through the playoffs. And, and uh, what uh, an exciting time for the, the fans of St. John's, a great hockey Absolutely. team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were a, a great uh, hockey town as an AHL affiliate through the Marlies, through the, well, they weren't called the Marlies then, but through the Toronto franchise, the Winnipeg franchise and the Montreal franchise. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for, uh, for the town of, for the city of St. John's for the hockey fans there and uh, uh, for the broadcasters who we know very, very well. Absolutely. It's, it's exciting. In fact, I saw Buddy the Puffin is still, still going strong there in Newfoundland in St. John's. Um, and I saw that I, he had retweeted something yesterday saying, so we want you all to bring your noisemakers to mile one tomorrow, <laughs> but you can't bring in air horns. That's no air horns, please. You can, and I think he said something like, you can bring any other kind of horn, but not air horns. So, <laughs> All right. I think they were expecting a uh, raucous and maybe ornery crowd there uh-huh. in St. John's today. So good luck to the Newfoundland Growlers uh, looking to close it out today. So knock on wood, we'll see what happens. Of course, whichever team wins 
and it could be today. So I imagine that that the cup is in the building. They will hoist the Kelly Cup. The Kelly Cup, of course, is uh, named after Patrick Kelly, the former ECHL commissioner. And I saw a story whip by on my timeline on Twitter earlier this week, and I did a triple take. And it, it was so outrageous that I would have ignored it had it not been the fact that it was our friend and colleague, Ben Burnell, uh, who writes, who's a Utica Comets beat writer for the Observer Dispatch in Utica, um, who was the one retweeting it. And, and so that gave it some credibility. So I scrolled back. And this is just bizarre. I just don't even know what to make of this. Um, and in fact, as we've been on the show, I see that um, Paul Bissonette uh, had, was promoting his latest uh I think his latest podcast or something. And he's touching, he touches on this as well. Cause I haven't heard about this anywhere else. So last Friday morning on a, on a morning talk radio sports talk show in Toledo, Ohio, of course, because the Toledo walleye are, are playing for the Kelly cup. Patrick Kelly was there doing an interview on this sports talk show. And he, I guess let the cat out of the bag. I don't know, but, he spilled the beans that, hey, you know the Kelly Cup that either the walleye or the growlers are going to lift next week? It's a replica. It's not the real cup. What do you mean it's not the real? Well, where's the real, real cup? Well, there's a certain former ECHL team named the Colorado Eagles who this year joined the AHL, um, becoming the Avalanche's AHL affiliate. But before they did that, they were a member of the ECHL. And the last two years, 2018 and 2017, they were the back-to-back winners of the Kelly Cup. And they haven't returned it to the league. Just just like the Stanley Cup, just like the Calder Cup, they get to keep it um, you know, for for a good portion of the year, it travels around, does all of those things, and then you return it to the league uh, for the for the next winners. Well, they haven't done that yet. Um, in fact, they have acknowledged members of the, the the Colorado Eagles have confirmed this. This article is in the Denver Post, uh, by the way. And they confirmed to the Denver Post that the Eagles do have the Kelly Cup, and they say that it's, quote, safe and, quote, in pristine condition somewhere in Colorado, and that it's still in its case, but they won't comment about why they haven't given it back. In fact, team owner Martin Lynn says in a prepared statement, quote, the management of the ECHL has full knowledge of the situation with the Kelly Cup. We've made numerous attempts to return it. They've chosen to ignore our requests. Therefore, the Kelly Cup remains in Colorado. This is all that will be released regarding this matter. Matter. (laughs) So there's speculation that there's some dispute about maybe exit fees for leaving the league. Nobody knows why, but the cup that is in Newfoundland right now getting ready to be lifted, Rick, it's not the real thing. Yeah, and and one would think that Mr. Lind is not being um, totally upfront here when no. he says, you know, we've tried to deliver it to 
uh, the ECHL, but they refuse. They won't take it back. So what can they won't do? Take we have it. to keep it. That's just <laughs> utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. <laughs> now maybe the ECHL has has said, um, "Hey, uh, Mr. Lind, you will owe us money for um, exiting the league." As is, is a it's a contractual uh, issue because they left the ECHL, left the ECHL in a lurch. And joined the um, the AHL, uh, and there's certain exit fees. That's a contractual thing. Now it sounds like um, this quirky owner is saying, mm-hmm. "Okay, um, uh, I'm holding your cup hostage. Uh, if you waive our fees, you can have it back." Um, it's it's a it's, it's insane. It's just a bad yeah. It's a it's a bad story. It's a bad look for the Colorado Eagles, whether the ECHL version or the AHL version, um, to to mess with with hockey history. I mean, it's not the Stanley Cup, but it's still a revered trophy, uh, you know, in its own right. To mess yeah. with that kind of um, that's you know that's that's the kind of thing that the hockey gods don't smile. Uh, favorably on and and, uh, and may affect the Eagles in their yeah. in their march to a Calder Cup. Um, can we'll, you imagine we'll if somebody can you imagine if somebody did this with the Stanley Cup? Oh no, we're not giving it back. It's safe. It's in its case somewhere in our state, but you can't have it back. Yeah. Like so. See, this wouldn't happen in Canada. They just send the Mounties in, and and it would be over. <laughs> It is nuts, and I like we. This needs to have more attention. Um, get the Kelly Cup back. I, you know, if I were a player that's about to lift that darn thing, I'd be ticked if it was a replica. Now, it's not the first time that a that a replica's had to be made, but having to have a replica under these circumstances, I'd be pissed. And I'm sure. Well, and I'm sure that uh, you know who knows if 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 Mr. Kelly was supposed to spill the beans on that before the series is over. So who knows if the league uh, is happy that that news got out. Um, But there it is. I mean, the guy who the cups named after was like, they're holding my cup hostage. And I don't think that, I think Mr. Lind thinks that he all, he's just contending with some, executives in the league office i tell you what if the newfoundland growlers win this cup they're going to want the real cup oh and yeah you don't you don't want to piss off newfoundlanders no. they will come <laughs> and take the cup mr lind <laughs> they will they will i guarantee it oh my goodness we'll keep you posted if we hear any further developments on this story you heard it here on the on from the press box here at the AHL report. One thing, Rick, before we wrap things up for today, um, it's June. It's mm-hmm. June fourth. Uh, we are racing. We are hurtling at breakneck speed towards the draft in Vancouver. It is coming up in less than three weeks. Um, which means we're going to be talking a little more about the draft in, in upcoming episodes, but it also means it's that time of year for our NHL draft ticket contest. And 
this is essentially the last week for you to get an entry in. Um, so we have had a number of winners. We actually just announced another winner earlier today. Uh, we are going to announce another winner yet this evening. Um, and so what's all the hype about? If you haven't, if you've been in a hole and you haven't heard about it, uh, we, through our partnership, continued partnership with the NHL, are happy to um, be bringing uh, a number of hockey fans along to the draft with us this year. As long as you can get yourself to Vancouver, we could have a ticket for you to join us. Reserved seats not available to the public, courtesy of the NHL uh, at the draft, both nights, all seven rounds of the draft. Um, and it's an experience you don't want to miss. Full contest details. I know Rick's going to want to talk about, you know, the 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 experience uh, and how wonderful it is and how unique it is and how it's it's a bucket list opportunity for hockey fans. I'll just quickly say uh, for all of the contest details, it's a photo contest on social media, and all of the details and rules can be found at allhabs.net. Just look for the article that says "Win a ticket to the NHL Draft in Vancouver." Click on that and make sure you get your entries in. It's going to be a good time, Rick. It's going to be a really good time. We don't want anyone to miss out. The Rocket Sports team will be in Vancouver for the NHL. Uh, Entry draft, we've been doing this for some years, uh, as you said, with our partnership, through our partnership with the NHL. Um, In addition to our team, our contributors, we, we also want to bring Um, our followers, our listeners, our readers, um, and in general, um, hockey fans. And and we've done this uh, every year for a number of years, has extended the opportunity, not just for the the, uh, fans of teams uh, that we feature, but for a fan of every team in the NHL or AHL. we want to provide you with that opportunity. We want the opportunity to, to meet you. We want to facilitate you getting together with other passionate, uh, like-minded hockey fans, um, and also give you the experience of a lifetime being live at the drafts, watching it on TV just doesn't compare. This is one of the premier events on the hockey calendar. Um, you're there lower bowl sitting amongst the draftees and their families, um, it's there's the, the draft floor right in front of you with everybody from every uh, NHL team. Um, there are uh, broadcasters, there are players, there are executives wandering the uh, the, the corridors. Uh, it's really a u- unique opportunity. And um, be sure we've, as Amy said, we 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 have our crew that's going. We've already announced some winners. They're making their plans, and, and uh, you want to be making your plans to get your entry in, your contrast entry in uh, this week so that you can join us in Vancouver at the NHL Entry Draft. Absolutely. Again, that's go to allhabs.net. Just because it's a Montreal Canadiens-based website does not mean that the other 30 te- fans of the other 30 teams are not welcome. We, no matter what team you're a fan of uh we want you to enter you are welcome we are one big happy hockey family when we are at the nhl draft and uh we want to see you there so go to allhabs.net find the headline that says win a ticket to the 2019 nhl entry draft in vancouver click on that 
read all of the rules and the fine print, and then get your contest entry in. Get more than one contest entry in. Tell your friends to get a contest entry in. Um, you know, you, you've got nothing to lose and possibly a ticket to the NHL draft to gain. And we'd love to see you, uh, love to see you there in Vancouver. I know we're looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a great, great weekend as it always is. And of course, continued thanks to the NHL for their continued partnership with us in order to make this happen every year. And uh, basically Rick with that, I think we're going to sign off for the day. It's, um, it's, getting to be a nail biter every series is now down to the last uh we should know this time next week who the winners of the stanley cup the calder cup and the fake kelly cup are going to be (laughs) (laughs) um so we'll have lots to talk about next week um as really the off season completely officially begins uh, once once the 2018-19 season for all leagues finally comes to a close. Uh, so we will have a ton to talk about getting ready for the draft and uh, so much more. It's been a fun day today. Are you still feeling ornery? Oh, always. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, <laughs> feeling a little try- better. And, and, um, and just to say, um, you know, off season, um, is 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 coming for the 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 hockey teams, but not for any of us at at Rocket Sports, and and so we we're we have all kinds of content. Um, you know, this being the the from the press box from AHL dot report. Go to AHL dot report, and you'll see new content in addition to this podcast. Uh, Chris G had a, a a Rocket Notepad out this week. Um, mm-hmm. With his thoughts on on the the signings, uh, inc- including the the uh, Ryan Culkin signing, um, and some some decisions coming up on restricted free agents, um, so go to AHL dot report. Um, in addition to this podcast, we have uh, we have three others. Um, so look for us on Rocket Sports Radio, and and just keep connected to us and. And we'll guide you through this uh, this off season that's going to go a lot quicker than you think. It absolutely will. And the next week is going to go a lot quicker than you think. Enjoy watching hockey. We're happy to have you here with us each and every week on From the Press Box on the AHL Report. And on behalf of the entire team at Rocket Sports Media, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the wrap-up of each of the series going on. And we will see you back here next Tuesday for another great episode of From the Press Box. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.